0: This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friend James Bean and SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the number one source for high-quality seeds with a money-back guarantee and lightning-fast shipping. With monthly sales, James Bean's pocket full of freebies, and easy credit card payments, you cannot beat SeedsHereNow.com. To catch the latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com today. Here we go. Welcome to the show podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 722 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a couple of listener emails. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my friend Frankie. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you. Shout out to Row. Let's send a thank you shout-out to Dave W. and Guido's Grow Room. Let's send a big fist bump to Thor's Trike Factory. Let's send a thank you to Spa City Gardener. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to Luke and Rasufa. Let's send a thank you to my longtime friend and a good supporter, Tree Star Meadow. Let's send a thank you shout-out to Tonto's Garden. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout-out to Girls Grow Too. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include that link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. This is, of course, the part of the podcast where I invite you to the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash Seed Exchange event in Denver, Colorado. That's right, Saturday, March 26th, there will be a seed event in Denver, Colorado. Make sure you check out It's Groovy Gravy on Instagram for all of the details you need. Check their link in their bio, that will get you right to the ticket link that will let you know all of the seed vendors that will be there. They will let you know about the taco trucks, the food trucks uh the uh, the glass blowers and the other exhibits that will be at the event so check out it's groovy gravy on Instagram for all of the information on the secret stash seed event i do hope you to, hope to see you there in denver i should have some great things with me some brand new stuff that hasn't been talked about has not been released come say hi all right where do we go from there i do want to thank you for all of the great feedback on the past couple of episodes i have gotten a lot of emails uh, a lot of feedback in general on the uh, the STS mixing episode. I will do an update. There is more to be uh, talked about. There were a lot of questions asked. There is more discussion to be had. I am compiling all of those emails, all of those questions. Uh, they're coming on YouTube, Instagram. They're coming from all over the place. It is easiest to send those to me in my email. Then I can find them, gather them in one place, print them, paperclip them together, bring them to the table, make it a podcast. But uh the point is there is an update to be done. So in the near future, uh hopefully I can bang out part 2 of the STS video, uh answer some questions, there were questions about storage, um dilution rates, uh just a few random questions, how to collect the pollen. So we will discuss that in a future episode. Again, thank you for all of the feedback on that podcast. You guys did give me uh, guys and gals, listeners and viewers gave me a lot of feedback. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, that was well uh, received. I do appreciate that. And Thank you for all of the birthday love. I did mention that on a previous episode, it was my birthday. Thank you for all of the love. My inbox has been blowing up. It is still, uh, it's a couple of days past the birthday now, and the inbox is still going crazy, so I do appreciate that. I do also want to take a moment to send a big, special thank you shout out to some fellow podcasters, some great friends of mine. There is a group of folks doing a podcast known as the Irie Army Podcast. That's right. It is a bunch of members of the Irie Army. The Irie Genetics crew has made their own podcast. Uh, They've got my blessing, my permission. Uh, There's no competition or anything like that. I love that they are doing a podcast. It's a bunch of my favorite friends, a bunch of my favorite people, a bunch of my community that uh, myself and Greybeard and a few other people have really cultivated a nice community, and they have put together a podcast. In that podcast, they feature a member of the Irie Army, and interview them in a real friendly, laid-back environment. We're all friends, so it's not like a, uh, tell me about your grow. It's like, what's up, bro? How do you grow, man? And it's we're all just buddies and bros hanging out talking about the grow. I say we because uh, they have cordially and kindly invited me to be a guest on the Irie Army podcast. So next week, early next week, I will be recording with them. I honestly don't know if that show goes out live or if it is is pre-recorded and edited. I do think it's edited and put out at a later time. I will for sure let you know when my episode of the Irie Army podcast is available so that you can listen, you can watch, you can enjoy that. But in the meantime, please do go subscribe to my friends at the Irie Army podcast. They are on YouTube. They've got a great thing started. They're getting a good flow going. I want to give them a shout out and a thank you because... Every episode, I get a lot of love. Uh, I get a lot of shout outs. My company gets a lot of love, a lot of shout outs, a lot of attention comes on myself and my company from that show. Uh, I do appreciate it. Thank you for the love. They talk about how I got them started and how I kind of inspired people and teach people. And to hear so many people say such uh, wonderful stuff about me was, uh, it felt really good, especially right around my birthday to discover that there are are about seven episodes of people just praising me for an hour. It was kind of cool. So I enjoyed that. It's not just them praising me. They talk a lot about their personal growth, their life, their style, but everybody does make sure to show me some love. And our boy Lemur Priest was on the show recently, and he made sure to remind everybody that it was my birthday. Also, uh, Graybeard made sure to remind everybody that it was my birthday on the show. So I've been getting a tremendous amount of podcast uh, love from the podcast community. Birthday love, birthday shout-outs, birthday inboxes. Uh, the PO box was stuffed with good shit. My mailbox was filled with good shit. It's been a great week. So thank you guys. Uh, thanks. Uh, once the part of that was a shout out to everybody at the podcast over at the Irie army podcast. If you're behind the scenes, behind the camera, behind the mic, if you're involved, good show, you guys, I'm proud of you. Um, people were like, Hey, can we do this show? Because we're going to use your name. We're going to use your people. And I was like, please do. That is awesome. But I think that the discord, the Irie army discord is a great resource for new growers, for experienced growers. Uh, It's not only a place that I go for grow information and grow advice. I go there for my social entertainment. Uh, During the pandemic, during the quarantine time, we couldn't go places. I would just jump in the Discord and hang out, and there would always be a dozen cool people in there. Some of my favorite people are hanging out in the Discord right now. A couple of people that I seek guidance from, uh, real adult advice, are in the Discord. I go there and hang out. So they've cultivated an amazing community. For them to create a podcast from that community and share that and express their ideas, their views, their opinions, their experiences with the rest of the world. I fully encourage that. So I'm proud of my friends for creating a, a podcast. It's not even an offshoot of what I do. It just says Irie Army. It's And it is the Irie Army. It's my friends doing a thing. They just happen to, and I, I respect the branding. I respect the, uh, and it's it's community. I appreciate it and respect it. So shout out to those guys. And this all started with, I'm proud of you guys. And thanks for the birthday love. I went far, far too long with that. Uh, big up to lemur, big up to Greybeard, big up to Billy, uh, big up to everybody behind the scenes. And once again, I will let you know when I'm on that show, I am scheduled to record. I think it's a week from yesterday or a week from today. I know when it is. Uh, but by the time this comes out, I will be, no, I'll record the day after this comes out. I believe anyway, enough rambling. I do have some questions here in front of me. This podcast is already getting lengthy. Let's uh let's jump into this first message. This one came from the man with no name. That makes it easy. This one says, Hi Rasta Jeff. My question is, have you ever thought about making and releasing auto flower versions uh, of, for example, Golden Goat Sun Kiss, he lists a lot of they uh, it says the man, he, the man with no name, lists several of my strains, which would make great auto flowers. Then it says, I know I know that with your experience it would be a doable task. I am fervently I don't know if I know what that word I can figure out what it means but I don't know if I've ever heard fervent fervor fervently yeah that's what it says uh, awaiting your next new drop I love the show I literally have listened to probably four or five hundred episodes peace and love your pal and then he does sign it with his name which we will not reveal here on the show shout out to my friend the man with no name this is a great question that I do get asked quite often With all of the new states legalizing cannabis and all of the new growers coming on uh, recreational, medically, and even illegally, I do get an influx of requests for autoflower seeds. A lot of people teach that autos are the way, but I'm not going to discredit autoflowers. What I'm going to say is this. I am not into autoflowers. Autoflowers are not for me. The way I think about autoflowers is there is a time, a place, and and an environment and a situation in which those plants are great for what I am doing, for my goals, my desires, uh, my needs. Autoflowers are not for me. Uh, they're great for other people. I always tell one of my favorite stories. I got some weird echo in the headphones. I apologize if that comes through in the recording. I will fix it. Maybe I'll just keep talking. Uh, I've got one of my favorite stories to tell about auto flowers, because a lot of people do discredit and talk trash about autos, but this is a great thing that I've seen happen with autos. There was a, an illegal cartel grow uh, it was a allegedly a Mexican cartel grow. They, they say it was a Mexican cartel because all of the food found at the, at the campsites was all of the Mexican branded products. Uh, it was all uh, Mexican. You could tell it was Mexican food and Mexican brands uh, and things like that. I'm not even trying to generalize and be racist. It was a Mexican cartel grow. So they found this grow in the middle of the uh, national forest and they were running large patches of auto flower plants all through the warm season here in Colorado. So they had uh, I don't even know the square footage, but we'll say hypothetically a quarter of an acre over here that they started today. Then like two weeks later, start another quarter of an acre. And two weeks later, start another quarter of an acre. And two weeks later, start another quarter. And then if they time it right, every two weeks, they're now pulling down a quarter of an acre of ganja because they're auto flowers. They'll grow. They don't have to change the sun cycle. The sun doesn't have to do anything differently. Those plants are just going to grow and flower because that's what they do. If they would have put photo period plants up there, They would have had to wait until nearly Halloween, maybe a little bit after Halloween here. Then they would have harvested all of it at once, and it would have been a lot of work. Instead, they threw those autos out, got them going, got those healthy, threw more out, threw more out, got a perpetual cycle going. Then I would assume that every time you cut down a crop, you immediately sow more seed, keep that pattern going. If you've got an eight- or nine-week crop, and you can get those seeds reliable at eight or nine weeks, and you can plant four squares, that turns out to about every two, two two-and-a-half weeks, you're pulling a crop down, and if it's, um, if it's a Mexican cartel pulling down weed, they don't give a shit about that extra week. They want product to chop up, put in a fucking container and send it to wherever they're making money. They don't really care too much about that extra week of ripeness. Their customer isn't the guy going, ah, this, is, this could have gone another week. That's a different client. That's a different customer altogether. So they're probably pulling a crop every two weeks out there. My point is, autoflowers do have a beautiful time and place if the environment situation is right, but it is not for me. Now, let me answer the main part of the question. The question was, Will I ever consider or would I consider making autoflowers of some of my popular shit like the Golden Goat? They list the Sunkiss, Lemon Jeffrey, Blueberry Butcher, and more and many more it says. Um, I do know how to do it essentially, but that's not for me. So the quick answer is no. I will not make autoflowers of my stuff. Let me be clear that I said I will not. That does not mean that in the future I wouldn't have, I wouldn't work with another reputable breeder. Big up to my buddy Daz at Night Owl. Uh, he'd be my first choice. Um, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't work with somebody to maybe kind of make a, a fem or a, an auto flower project. Really all somebody would have to do, all that Daz would have to do, Daz, you've got my blessing and my permission, bro. Maybe uh, send me a few or let's collab and we'll do, but if you've got the seeds, you could do this. This is how cannabis works. This is the beauty of it. Uh, I couldn't stop Daz, and I have no problem with Daz if he does this, and I hope you hear this, brother. He could take one of my strains, anything. He could buy a pack of seeds. He could find a keeper. He could breed it to his autos, and he could make an auto whatever I've got. He could make auto, I don't know, auto Sunkiss. He could do it. He's got the ability, the skills. He's definitely further along in the auto flower game than I am, so he would know how to breed it, what to look for, how to select it, and get it there more quickly and be a marketable product. Uh, If he wanted to do it, he totally could do it. And I'm going to say that I'm okay with that. I don't even need to be involved. If you want to cut or something, bro, I'll send you something good so that you could work, uh, cut out some steps, but it wouldn't hurt my feelings. It wouldn't bother me because I don't make auto flowers. It's not as a business. It's not going to take away from my business because I don't make autos. My customers don't, maybe they do want autos, but that's not, I'm not going to make them anyway. So I'm not going to lose any sales if somebody makes an auto of my line, because I'm not gonna do that. Like, if I was making autos and somebody else made an auto of my line and just copied my shit, that that's a dick move. But I'm not gonna do it. So if somebody else does, that's that's fair game. Another big factor of that is I'm not into auto flowers, so I couldn't do it. My theory, the name of the podcast is Grow From Your Heart. I always say grow from your heart and breed with love. I'm not in love with auto flowers. so I would just I wouldn't care. It would just be, is this good enough? Can we just put these out? And that's not what my brand is known for. Ire Genetics is known for putting out top quality shit that has been thoroughly tested. My testing is transparent. If you follow my Discord server, there is a tab that says Ire Genetics Testers, and I encourage everybody that gets a test pack of seeds from me to go to the Discord and post every picture you can on that server in the tester tab. That way we can see, how many of your seeds sprouted, what they looked like when they're little, how long you vegged them, what they flower like, how long they flower, the colors, the shapes, the textures, the trichomes. Like I encourage you to post everything if you're a tester. So everything that comes from me is bred with love. It's thoroughly tested. I know that it is top shelf, top quality. If I were to make autoflowers, it would just be some shit that I slapped together so that all the people asking for autoflowers could send me their money. And that's not how, uh, that's not how I operate my company to be successful. I make things that I know are top quality. It doesn't go out unless it is going to be a winner, unless I want to grow it again and again, and I'm proud of it, and I want to show it off, and when people talk about it, they beam and they light up. It doesn't leave here. It doesn't become a product in the catalog. It gets tossed. It gets forgotten about. So um, my favorite way that I could describe it is uh, if I were going to make auto flowers, it would be like playing in a country band. I could do it. I could hit the drums, and it would sound like country music, but it wouldn't feel like good country music if you got me playing some reggae music if you got me playing some some jam rock music or some straight funk we could get down and it will feel like reggae music it will feel like jam rock music you got me playing rock and roll music in a rock and roll band it will feel good and it will feel right but if you want me to play real country i'm not into it my heart's not into it i'll do it for the money but I'm not going to do it a long time, and it's not going to be the best it could be. There's somebody else out there that should do that job. That's how I feel about Autoflowers. Uh, country music is cool if you're into that, it's just not for me. And that's how Autoflowers are, in my opinion. I also often use this analogy um, cannabis breeders and selections are like music. I would obviously be the fucking reggae side of that coin. And then you got other breeders out there. Uh, maybe one of those breeders has more of a. Uh, a death metal vibe. And maybe another one of those breeders out there has like a B-52s kind of a vibe. And maybe somebody out there is full on got that country music vibe. We all find a breeder that kind of speaks to us, that kind of connects with us, that talks in a way we enjoy and makes plants that we enjoy. And if I, if I was making autoflowers, I honestly would be lying to you and ripping you off. And I'm, I'm not the, uh, the autoflower band, if that makes any sense. I've talked enough about that Uh, big up to my buddy, the man with no name. I do appreciate that long story short, brother. I will not make the auto flowers myself, but that does not mean that somebody on my team, somebody in the crew will not make them. And we may one day if they're thoroughly tested and they qualify and the consumers approve, we may put the IRE label on them. It will be, uh, transparent and well known that I didn't do it, that they were bred by a qualified certified auto flower, uh, Uh, constructionist. I'm trying to find a fancy word for that. A breeder is where I'm going. All right. I'm going to uh, stop talking for a minute, take a drink. Then we're going to read the next email. All right. I am back. I am hydrated. My voice is lubricated. I'm ready to get this ramble fest going again. I've got an email here in front of me from somebody that uh, who's become very uh, familiar to me. I see your name in a lot of places. If I'm online, I probably see your name there. Big up to my buddy, Dave uh, from Ontario, This message goes a lot like this. It says, I was just watching the Thick Shells episode. I did an episode a while back about seeds having too thick of a shell. It says, I thought I would contribute a question in case you thought it might make a good episode. This is a great question for the show. I do like this. It says, my apologies if there's already an episode on this subject. I'm going to ramble on that. There's like 700 episodes and I often forget what I've done shows about. So uh, if you have a question and you're like, he you probably talked about that. Don't be afraid. Uh, I may have learned something. My opinion may have changed. I may have forgotten to say something on the last time I talked about it. Send me your question. Don't be shy because there are 722 episodes. I'm not going to make you search all the way back to episode five to find the answer. And if it's like 100 episodes back, that's a year, right? That's, yeah, that's a full year my education, my theory, my practices may have fully changed. So re-ask your new question and I may give you a completely different fucking answer than what I gave you last time. And You can call me on it. You can see the growth experience. Uh, don't be afraid to change. But um, yeah, so don't be worried if somebody's already asked the question that you've got. That's cool because most people I've learned don't really search through the catalog to find the old stuff. They just ask the question and hope for that I'll answer it. Now, let's get myself on track here. This question from my buddy Dave goes a lot like this. It says, I am growing Raphael and Sunkiss together. My first Irie genetics run, and I cannot wait until harvest. That's a great lineup together, bro. That's going to smell so good in that grow room. That's going to smell like a smoothie. It's going to smell like a smoothie shop, a fruit stand. Uh, it's going to smell like a good fruit jungle. It's going to be beautiful in there. And you said, I can't wait until harvest, bro. Please wait until they're done, which is a good part of this uh, the question here. But... A lot of people say, I can't wait, bro. Just wait, set your mind to, I am going to wait, uh, make it a game that you're going to wait even longer than you should. And then, uh, the psycho the psychology will work out to recut it down at the right time. A lot of people get too eager and cut down too early and disappoint themselves. And they say, next time I'll go longer. Do it right. The first time we'll figure it out. All right. There is more to this. It says sun kiss says 50 to 60 days. Raphael says 65 to 70 days. My question is, and I like this question. How accurate would you consider your flowering times? Also, if you could comment on the flowering times versus flowering times of other breeders. Are yours more accurate in your opinion? This is such a great question and a good topic. It says, I would be harvesting Sunkiss on day, si- or would I be harvesting Sunkiss on day 60? Uh, would it be approaching over ripeness? What about harvesting in the 65-70 day, day range? Uh, and then similar question here, would harvesting Sunkiss on day 50 considered Uh, harvesting too early, even though it is in the range. Um, All right. We've got enough of the question figured out. I know exactly what you're asking. This is a really good question. Uh, There are two parts to the question. So let me jump up and get the first part. How accurate would you consider your flowering times? And I think that'll segue us into a good ramble to answer this whole question here. Uh, My flowering times, the flowering times, which I print on my website and my official seed packaging. And you will notice that sometimes I do go and update the website because we learn uh, through, uh, let's say I put out hundred test packs. That means I'm going to get 80 to 90 reports back. And if those people tell me it took nine to 10 weeks, we're going to put that on the package. But over time, people will buy the product now that we've released it. And now 500 people will grow it and we'll get the ratio. The options grow. Now that our test sample is larger, the options for more uh, anomalies and outliers start popping up. And so sometimes with more test samples, with larger test batches, We get more data and we do have to adjust our flowering times. Um, But I do really think that the flowering times I list on my website are mostly accurate. That comes from a few things. That comes from me growing the seeds out. That comes from, like I said a second ago, sending the seeds to testers. When I make new seeds, when I have a new batch of seeds, I'm doing it right now. You guys have heard me. Uh, I'm looking for testers. I'm auditioning testers. If you want to test seeds, let me say this again. Make sure you listen to the seed tester episode. I think it is number 590. Find that episode. Listen to that. Then the next thing is to uh, join the Discord and let me know you're serious because I will require you to post photos on the Discord server if you are a tester. Where the hell was I? Oh, testers. Everybody likes to test things. I send a lot of test seeds out. I've got a lot of test seeds out there right now. When I get new stuff, I send out testers. I'll probably send um, somewhere between 25 and hundred. I know that's a random number, but it just depends on honestly how many of the seeds I've got. And, um, sometimes I can see what I want right away. Sometimes I know exactly what I've made sometimes I already. And then sometimes I'm like, I better run that a few more times. We've got one right now that I'm testing that I had about 20 people say it was looking good. One person came up with a weird anomaly that I've never seen before. And so I sent out 25 more packs just to see, like I said, numbers, maybe, maybe somebody will see that again. And then I, I have more research, more data, So we do a lot of testing. My testers all have different levels of experience, uh, different environments, different lights, different soil, different, uh, maybe not even soil, different cocoa, different hydro, um, different nutrients, different air conditioners, different filters. They've got different combinations of different setups. So I let different people run the same seeds. And then I put all of that data together. I get all of these grow reports and I'll put all of the uh, we're just going to say that right now people are testing. Let's talk about one that finished testing just recently, and that'll make it more easy for me to talk about a strain. I recently was testing Bubba Kush cross to Arise. It's the pre-98 Bubba Kush, the female, pollinated by the male Arise King Solomon. Uh, that's It passed testing. It has been officially named. Uh, that is the Moon Tower. So people were growing that. We sent out a bunch of packs of Moon Tower. Nobody knew what they had. They were growing that. I I got a lot of feedback. People sent me... Like, uh, just a list of people sent me all their grow reports. I've got it all on, uh, in an email, all on discord. And I just open up a little file that says moon tower, and then I'll put your name and then I'll put all the details that you send me in a list. And then I kind of can do, um, it's, I can just see commonalities like, Oh, tall smells like pine cones, smells like gas, makes me lazy, gives me the giggles. I can find the commonalities in there. And that's kind of how we list our descriptions. That is also how I come up with flowering times. Cannabis is mostly going to be eight to 10 weeks, sometimes, and rarely less than eight weeks, sometimes 10, 12, 14, 16 weeks, just depends on what you've got. So I let a bunch of people run it. Most of the time they give me very common reports. I get like, this one was done at 63 or this one was done. And a lot of times getting a tester to go past 70 days is also a challenge. So that's something that I've got to do. I've got to run those on my own. Sometimes I get a lot of reports And then I kind of just see, like I watch the, the flavor reports, the growth statistics and characteristics. I watch for flowering times, just like I do all those other feedbacks. Then I kind of do a law of averages. If a lot of people say this takes nine weeks, I will tell you that it takes nine to 10 weeks. I try to give you that extra week because like I talked about earlier, people get eager and anxious and they cut shit down too early. And if it takes nine weeks, I'll put 10 weeks on that package just sometimes to encourage you to go that extra week. Also, sometimes that extra week is where some of the stuff really bulks up and beefs up. So how accurate are my flowering times? In my opinion, in my experience, they are fairly accurate. I do offer a two-week range on most of the packages. Now let's talk about something very important. These plants are being grown in different environments. They may they may be grown in a dry climate. They may be grown in a wet climate. They may get overwatered, underwatered, overfed, underfed, abused, loved, cherished, insulted. They could get a lot of different shit. Every one of those things I mentioned can alter the flowering time. Also, phenotype. Maybe you got the let's talk about sunkiss because sunkiss is one that could really this could really happen. That tangy leaning phenotype that's done in 56, 55 days. Um, If you get that more golden goat-leaning phenotype, that's a 65-dayer. So you could have both of those from the same pack of seeds. It's just phenotype-dependent. And a lot of people really like finding that golden goat-dominant phenotype. It's golden goat with oranges on it. A lot of people like finding that tangy phenotype because it's tangy with golden goat potency. And then somebody's going to want the one right in the middle. So it's all about finding the one that works for you. But the point is... um, the phenotypes are going to make a difference. And a lot of people uh, don't like the F1s because of the phenotype variation. I love it. A lot of people like that. You can find the plant that is for you. So that is why I give you approximately a two-week window. Within, there are always outliers. There, this is nature. This is science and nature coming together. Uh, there will always be outliers. If I say 55 to 65 days, there will be 50-day flowers and there will be 90-day flowers. That's just how genetics are going to work. I'm giving you the best... Idea that I can uh, always pay attention to the trichomes. Always go, in my opinion, if I told you 70 days, if I told you 65 days in the first run, always go to that last number. That's what I encourage. I want you to see what it does. Let's watch it. See, why are you going to cut it down too early? It might bulk up, it might get more potent, it might do some cool shit, might get some cool colors. Always go to that last part. So, um, how accurate do I consider my flowering times to be? I like to think they're accurate because I do a lot of testing, a whole lot of testing. Um, I'm making it very transparent. I'm having a lot of fun making the testing transparent because you guys can already see what's coming and it makes people super excited about it. And it builds a little bit of hype and a little bit of mystery. I don't tell you what you've got when I send you testers, but I know I've got a legend and I'm like, Oh, um, our buddy, uh, Dave over here is testing product number five. And then I know that you've got Bubba Kush to arise and you don't know it. And I'm just watching you grow and comparing yours to lemurs and lefties and fucking whoever else is grown, whatever. I'm just throwing out random names. Don't think I just told you what you've got. I made shit up just now. Uh, but I'm comparing notes and watching pictures and just getting excited for you. And then when everybody's close to finishing, I start telling you what it is. I'm like, everybody in this group has the same stuff and everybody in this group has the same. And then we reveal what it is. It's a lot of fun. I love the testing. Uh, so that is how I determine what to write on the packages. I watch what the testers do. I use their feedback, kind of average that, and I know by the male plant and the female plant what to expect in flowering time also. So I have some anticipation there. Uh, I don't tell the testers how long to let it flower. I tell them, let it go till it's done. Sometimes, like I said, it's hard to let them go past 70 days for a tester. All right, so I've answered the first part. How accurate are my flowering times? Where do we go from there? Um, my flowering times versus other breeders. I can't, I'm, I don't know. Honestly, what the other breeders type on their packages unless I'm buying that seed pack and running it, that's not my business, literally not my business. I'm going to focus on what Irie Genetics does and we're not going to praise or bash any other company. Um, Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I don't know what other breeder. I don't know what they're doing. It's not my business quite literally. Um, So then you're talking about would harvesting Sunkiss on day 60 be approaching over ripeness? All right, this is where I'm going to say this is going to be plant specific. I don't know your grow. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how hot, cold, dry, wet, humid, overfed, underfed, abused, loved, kissed, lollipopped, defoliated, overheated, um, stressed, dark interrupted. I don't know what you've got going on in there. So I really would say watch every single plant. You can't just, so if you've got a pack of Sunkiss and a pack of strawberry starburst, you can't just say the strawberries are done at one day and the sun are done at another. You've got to watch every single plant in there and pay attention to each one. I know that is probably not the answer you want, but that is, it's the way it's got to be done if you want perfection. Now in a commercial grow environment, um, I would take all these to 65 days, probably six, about 60, 65 days, and then just chop them because in a commercial environment, it's in a commercial environment. Most of the time we go, uh, nine weeks, 63 days unless it's uh unless the owners are really cool then you go 7 week or 70 days the 10 weeks but in a commercial grow these would probably all come down at the end of week 9 to be honest with you what I would do um I would find if you want to run these together this is the inaugural run this is your first date I would find um find two that work well together something just went wrong with that fucking camera we're going to have to finish the whole episode on this one we're going to wrap it up quick that camera just took a shit fuck you camera one um I hope I got this so let's keep going Um, I would find phenotypes that work well together and grow them together or find uh, phenotypes that are completely opposite that complement each other and run them. You can grow them at the same time. That's not a problem. You're just going to have to time it when it comes time to flushing, which will be cool because uh, that will save you on the headache of trimming. If you've got the Raphael that comes down closer to day 70 and the Sunkiss that comes down closer to day 50, that's hypothetical. That gives you nearly three weeks of dry cure and trim time. You could almost get one down, uh, dry it trim it, get it in the jars to get cured, then get it into wherever it goes for storage before you even cut down the other batch. You could have a nice perpetual harvest without having one harvest at one time and a perpetual grow. All right. This podcast got shorter than I intended it for it to be because I don't know what happened to that camera. Honestly, you guys, it's plugged in. Everything should be rocking it. flashed some shit on the screen. It went out. No excuses. We're going to make this work. Thank you for watching. Um, the next episode will be better because this one was a fucking train wreck. Big shout out to my buddy, Dave. Uh, where are we? If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, please send me an email. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Everything else is on the website, iregenetics.com. I'm going to wrap it up because I don't want to ramble if this isn't even recording. Guys, thank you for watching. I love you every day. Big shout out to my buddy, Billy Bong Smokin. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.